welcome to the Destiny Podcast. We hope this message blesses you. Do you realize that nobody manifested when Jesus prayed for them? Not that we know that was a Holy Spirit manifestation. Yeah, that's really interesting to me. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Charismatic, okay? This is not an anti-charismatic thing. At I am, I'm the first one that laughs, that rolls around. I'm just, I'm loud, yeah? And I love, like, giggling and enjoying and any sort of weird manifestations. You, people levitate. I'm like, Jesus, make me levitate. I'm waiting for the day. I'm, the word over my life is the burning one. Both he is the burning one, but he has made me the burning one as well. Like one that just will, that... There is a city on the hill that people will look to and it's like, whoa, there's something about this person that is different. What is it? I may not even like it. I may not agree with it, but I can't deny that there's something of power with that person. This is who I am. I, I love everything. I'm just waiting for the day that I'm, every now and then in worship, I close my eyes. Well, most of the time in worship, I close my eyes. Every now and then I open them and I'm checking my hands because one day they will burn physically with fire. Just, this is me, okay? Like, the wild and the wackier it is, sign me up for it. But what if the next revival doesn't come through the charismatic channel? What if there's no weird manifestations and people just enter into the kingdom by, I don't know, coffee and cake? Yeah? <laughs> and and am, am I okay with that? Genuinely okay? Or would I be thinking, oh, they're missing out? Because us charismatics, we're really, I think we are one of the most prideful people in the kingdom because we have it. Yeah, we have it. And you guys don't. And, and, and as long as you don't have it, you just don't have as much as I have, which means you have less than me, which means I've got more than you, which means I'm a bit holier. I wouldn't ever say it, but there it is. Yeah? And what if Jesus decides to come in the next outpour? You know, we believe for Europe shall be saved, 100 million souls. Bring it on. But it doesn't have to be rolling on the streets. It can be just like, but transformation will be visible. You know, families will be changed. Relationships will be restored. People will be healed. The kingdom will advance, absolutely. But it may not be charismatic. If it is, I'm going to be the first one out there. You know, it's like, so, but just, I love thinking about, no, I love being challenged by Holy Spirit of Timo. Um, don't let your personality dictate how I am going to do stuff. That's a big deal. And this is for what I said this morning as well. And don't let your personality, um, don't give yourself permission to be less than who God made you to be just because you define yourself a certain way. I'm just not that of a public speaker. I'm just not that extrovert. I am not the one that speaks to people on the streets. I'm not the one that does the one-on-one -on -one with people. I'm not, just, I don't care who you're not. Who you are in Jesus is everything that that person right in front of you needs today. However you do that. And there will be times when he calls you to walk on the water. Just full stop. I've never done this before. This is not who I am. I'm not a water walking kind of guy, Jesus. You know, as humans, we're made to not walk on water. And Jesus is like, yeah, but today it's time to do that. It's like, all right then. 
I'm, I'm serious. There's so many. We have bad examples of people abusing the kingdom in a, um, in a striving kind of way. You know, like you put ministry first and you sacrifice your family and your relationships and your children and your marriage. And we've got all these bad examples of people being too committed. Yeah, oh, you better not do that. You know, family first. We don't see all these examples where people have missed out on what God has for them because they're chosen in an unhealthy way, family first. You don't know me, so anything, like, this is a really, it's really thin ice team. We're like, Ooh. so you're not into family? Heck yes, I am. I've got three girls, four, including Ruth, at home, and I, and I love it. But Bill Johnson puts it best when he says, you know, before we had, we had God first, and then family second, and then ministry or church. And it's, it's not like that. It's in the love of God. There is enough love for everything, everybody, and every circumstance that I'm encountering. My wife is being loved the best by me through my love of God. It's not a pie that I can, if I give God 51%, I have 49% left. And now my wife, my kids, my church, my neighbors, my work colleagues have to somehow sort out those 49%. No, it's like God has it all. And in my love for Him, and actually, one John says, he defines love. This is, this is love that we have been loved first. I love this. Old Covenant says, love God with all your heart, mind, strength. And John's like, this is love that you've been loved first. Out of being loved, you're going to be the best husband. You're going to be the best wife. You're going to be the best mom, dad. You're going to be the best neighbor. It's just, it's God 100% all the time in everything. And there's room in Him for everything and everybody else. Where was I going with this? Oh, we have all these bad examples of people abusing ministry and sacrificing the families, their, their relationships on the altar of ministry. And that's not good. But we just don't know about, because people just look normal and ordinary. Of all the people that God had put, has put an immense calling on their lives and they've chosen that nah I don't want to step out I'm not made for this I'm not I'm not the kind of guy I just you know family first and God's like this is not a competition this is not who gets to be first it's like in me your family won't suffer trust me you really won't and and so I want to encourage you guys to like with everything that you do with with every new theology aspect that gets revealed um, with every new aspect of who he is and with every new teaching. Now again, in the Old Testament, God warns a lot, not about false teachers, but false prophets more than anything. Because actually prophets and priests together were the oracles of God. Because it was not the indwelling Holy Spirit that was communicating with every believer individually. Paul goes as far as says, you don't need any teachers anymore. You got the anointing. This is putting me in a bad spot. But, but it's this, this thing of you really, you, you don't need a mediator anymore. There's only one that has that job and his name is Jesus. 
and he's not one that stands between you and the Father. He is the mediator between God and humanity and in himself he has done away, abolished that dividing wall. That's who he is as a mediator, not standing in between two parties. No, he is the one that has reconciled the cosmos to himself. lost what I was going to say. Can you help me? Where was I? Families. Oh, yes. And, and so here we are being challenged by God. There's a destiny in your life. There's greatness in your life. But you need to stop defining yourself by this is my personality. These are my gifts. These are my circumstances. They allow me to behave a certain way, to think or to act a certain way. And God's like, yeah, but you and me, I'm pretty sure we can scale walls apparently, yeah? We, we can jump over anything. Uh, Jesus is like, hmm, last time I checked, all things are possible. It's like, oh, okay, just, I just, you know, wasn't quite sure whether you believe it because, you know, Jesus still believes it. And so, so genuinely, guys, this... Don't, yeah, but, oh yeah, there, there I was with, with prophets and teachers. They're the oracles of God in the Old Testament. They, they spoke, the priests were actually raising up people in the knowledge of God. They were like the, the fathers, the mothers, spiritually speaking, that were just telling people, that, that this is what the law of God says. This is who he is. This is how he wants you to live. Now in the New Testament, there is no need for that anymore because that place has been taken by Jesus. He is our high priest. He is our mediator. He is the greatest prophet ever. He, the, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's just like it doesn't get any more prophetic than Jesus, yeah? But all throughout Scripture, we're being, and New Testament especially, we're being warned about false teachers. Because actually, there is so much that we don't know about who he is yet. And there needs to be revelation that actually bursts out of the confines of who you know God to be and who you think you are. Because it's the same thing, actually. Well, it's not the same thing, but they're intrinsically linked. Who you believe God to be, tell me about your God and I'll tell you about who you are. Simple as that. Yeah. So, it's, it is like that. It's... That's why people that don't know God, that don't have a relationship, whatever that looks like, to God, with God, I'm really sorry for them because they don't, they don't know who they are. They're trying to figure out who they are, but they don't have a constant. They don't have a north star. They don't have that cornerstone that they can adjust everything to. It's like, okay, Jesus, if this is who you are, who? That means this is who I am. 2 Corinthians 3, 18, 17, 18, where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom, yeah? And then, as we behold Him, we're being transformed into His likeness. We're looking at Him as if in a mirror. It's like, you don't, you don't look at Jesus window shopping, you know? It's, when you buy shirts as a guy, that's the most misleading thing ever, looking at shirt on a mannequin. Because they pin the shirts in the back. They always do, even the slim fit ones. Why? Why can't they just... Because you buy it, you think, oh, I'm going to look like this. No, you're not. <laughs> exactly. It's like, even the slim fit shirts are still pins together. That's why I'm wearing a vest so you can hide all the bunches of shirt in there. 
This is not how Jesus is. We're not window shopping, looking at Jesus thinking, oh, I wish one day, I uh, but I, I'm just not like that. No, you're, you're looking at Jesus as in a mirror. And the more you, it's like when you step out of the shower and the mirror is all foggy and you can, I think there's a figure there. I can't, it's not definitely not clear enough to start shaving it because I'm going to end up bleeding everywhere. But the more the fog clears up, the clearer you can see the mirror, the clearer you can see your reflection. This is who Jesus is. He says, look at me. Because in my eyes, you see the reflection of who you are. And you need more of that mist to to disappear. Because believe it or not, who your God is today is not quite right. Yeah? And that's good because he's like, there's, there's so much more of me. And, and you think I'm just like this. And it's true, I'm like this. But I'm also like this. I'm also like this. And, and from your point of view, those things, they almost stand in competition to each other. Not just tension, but those are impossibilities to bring together into one person. And he's like, ah, I just live in more than three dimensions. I, I, my, my physics teacher, he was not a Christian. Is one of the best examples ever of God that he gave to us. That was back in the days of overhead projectors. Yeah, we were old school. Yeah, <clears throat> overhead projectors. Do you even know what? Yeah, yeah. You're not. I'm just checking. So, that was before. Yeah, exactly. You had the person actually running on a treadmill just to create electricity for that. Oh, do you know what electricity is? Okay. No. Uh, so there's, there's the overhead projector, and he had a can of Coke. He's like, look at this. And he put the can of Coke onto the screen like this. Yeah. This is the, uh, Jesus, help me. What was displayed on the wall? Not a trick question. Just a circle, exactly. And then, I can't do this now anymore. And then, can I have your can? Can I have your can? Perfect. You actually have a can of Coke. Still closed. Perfect. So you place it like this onto the projector. And what was projected against the wall? It was a circle, yeah? Then he turned around. And then all of a sudden, a rectangle got projected. And for us, it's like, yeah, makes perfect sense because... In a three-dimensional world, it's a cylinder. Not a problem at all for us to grasp the concept. Now, if you live, if you're a two-dimensional being, and God reveals himself to you as, I'm love, and I'm all round, and I'm like the nicest thing you ever see. And like the Germans say, Waldorf Schule, yeah? Which is like everything is, oh, and it's, we, just, we just dance together and sing Kumbaya and, and all of it. And just, it's just love, love, love. And just like round and no offense and everybody gets included. And you're like, this is my God, this is great. Oh, this is, this is God. And then somebody says, I had a revelation. God hates sin. And he is, is black and white. And there is no in between. And he needs people to believe in him in order to be saved. And all of that. And it's like, this is, God is square. Yeah? And he's, he's, got, he's got sharp edges. And he's got corners. And you poke yourself if you just get too close. To, just don't, don't mess with this stuff. And then he's like, no, no, no. God's round. And he's just all up. It's like, no, he's like this. No, he's like that. And God's like, ah, I'm a cylinder. This is, yeah? And so, so often... <laughs> 
We read stuff that feels like this is so weird, especially old covenant stuff. Like, God, I don't understand this. Now, if you don't see it in the person of Jesus, don't have to take it on. And yet he does not change. Yeah, It's, it's not that, ah, yeah, sorry about <clears throat> the uh, anger issues I had in the Old Covenant, killing everybody, you know, just including women and children. And uh, I just had one favorite people, and it wasn't you, so you had to go. Oh, but I'm nice now. You know, I sent Jesus my son, so it's all good. No, he's, he hasn't changed. Now, I don't, I'm, I, with my limitation, have no capacity at this present moment with the revelation that he's given me and the depth that he's brought me into. I have yet to marry the circle and uh, the rectangle. Some things don't fit yet. Now, some things have probably been misinterpreted by humanity. It's like, oh, God must be, he's the one that smites us, the almighty smiter, yeah? I was like, oh, no, this is just consequences of your really dumb, dumb actions. Just stop doing stupid stuff and you won't have stupid consequences. It's, 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 not, it's not God being the angry guy who's just like, wait. But even now, God is revealing new stuff. Not everything that is new is of God. Yeah? Now, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not God. But just because it's new and it sounds exciting doesn't, have, doesn't necessarily mean it is God either. What I mean by this is if Jesus is calling you, theologically speaking, to get out of the boat and to walk on the water, you better get out of that boat. Yeah? Everybody else was sat in that boat. Everybody else said, I don't, I, uh, thin eyes, Peter. Hmm, you just, whoo. You are no eyes, Peter, at all, actually, to be. And see, oh, he's drowning. I told you so. Yeah, false theology. Just, it's just, it's heresy, all of that. But if Jesus calls you, you, you don't have to understand this, but there will be a peace. You'll be nervous, you'll be unsure about things, but there will be a... You, you just know. I, I can't even describe it any other way. You just know that this is God. But, and this is why, this is the weirdest thing, because Peter said, if this is you, then tell me to get out of the boat. Because if somebody else comes with a really great idea, guys, I've got a revelation. God wants us to walk on water, Yeah. All of us, all the time. This is, we are the water people from now on. Forget grace, water. This is just like, actually we won't have church buildings anymore. We'll meet out on the lake. This is where we're at. If it's not Jesus, no matter how good or how crazy it sounds. Because me as a person, again, the, the charismatic wild person that I am, I'm quite excited about mystical stuff it excites me it's just like there's a there's a pull there there's a like ooh, you mean you mean i can learn to levitate that would be really great and he's like don't be daft you can learn that you just but you can just enjoy me and see what happens oh okay yeah so if you know who you are but you may be the most logical person as like i don't do peace i just do logic it's like us no 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 
It's about peace. I really, there's peace that surpasses your understanding. And you won't understand it, but there will be peace. Yeah? And then to some other, and this is what Paul says, the Greek, the Jews, the Greek, they're trying to, they, they want the understanding. The Jews, they want, or the, the entertaining as well. The, ooh, the, the, the mind is boggled. Yeah? The Jews, they want the, whoa, another miracle. Do another one, Jesus. Do another one. Um, and, uh, and depending on who you are, you know, oh, I'm drawn, I've got a tendency to be drawn in this direction or to be in this direction. But it still has to be Jesus. So just because somebody comes with a, an amazing... And I'm, I don't subscribe to the, if it's too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. No, no, no. The gospel is too good to be true, and it's true. Yeah? It's flipping good. It is amazing. Yeah? It is better than... He is better than we hope him to be. It's just... So, so uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not a cynical Christian. In fact, I have issues with cynical Christians. Because that just shows that you don't know hope. Like, it is, uh, the more cynicism is alive in your life, the less room you've given hope. And uh, you've built a case against God and against His goodness and against the goodness that He's placed in other people as well. But that's another thing. So, so even, even me, the most mature and wise Christian you'll ever meet in your life, yeah? Even me, I have not understood the fullness of it. And, and quite frankly, um, I will not be teaching you the whole truth and nothing but the truth. There will be aspects of what I'm saying that actually may not be true. That in six months' time, God's like, ah, oh, I'm just a little bit different than what you thought of. It's like, oh, really? Let me call up all the Adesni students and apologize because Apparently he's not like this. Apparently he's like this. Now, he's not, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, in all eternity. But it's, when I did, um, when I did my A-levels in Germany, maths was one of my majors. I, I loved it because it makes sense. Yeah, you don't have to, you know, with, with languages, you just have to sit down and learn stuff. And if you don't, if you've not learned the irregular verbs, you just don't know them. I just... But maths, you can kind of like figure stuff out. Now, if you have a formula on a, on a graph, all you need is a formula, and, and then it shows you on the graph where the thing is going, whether it's, it's a wave or just a line or whatever it is. The formula determines this is what it looks like. And you can go forward on your X scale, your Y scale, up or forward, as much as you want, the formula will exactly determine at what point this thing is going to be where. Does, does that make sense? Yeah? Now, in order to determine the formula, sometimes if it's just a straight line, all you need is two points, two reference points. Yeah? You need this point and this point. Ooh, it's going to be like this. Okay? So I only have these, those two points, but I have a formula because of those two points. And if I go backwards, even though I don't have any points, I've got the formula now because of those two reference points that says, and this is what it's going to be like down there, and this is what, what it's going to be like up there. And to me, this is a groovy song. Um, this is to a degree what the stories of people, of humanity encountering God is like. It gives you those reference points, like this is who God is. This is what I've been talking about with you guys about the character, his name. Like, this is who I am. This is who I am. 
this is who I am. And it gives you, and you encounter your own reference points. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is who I am. And all of a sudden, you just, you have, you're able to draw this function. It's like, oh, I may not have a reference point for next year because there's, or, or even in this circumstance, I have no idea. He has no, he, I'm still waiting for the big revelation of God in this situation. But it hasn't come yet. But because of the reference points that I've made throughout the years and that I'm reading these faithful accounts of people that have seen him, that are not lying, I can just say, oh, this is who he's going to be for me in this situation. Um, so when then new theology comes in or people, people bring stuff or God reveals something inside of you that you think, oh, this is new, this this is a new reference point. I have no idea whether anybody ever thought about this to the degree that I have right now. You can check. It's like, is it, is it following this pattern of who God is? It's like, wow, yeah, it does. It just breaks out completely out of any sort of preconceived ideas of who we think God is. But flipping heck, it just it, it follows this thing of Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? And you have Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you, the referee, the one that stands garrison over your heart, that peace. He's like the bouncer yeah, into your heart. He only lets good stuff in. Like, and he lets you know as well, ah, this is probably unhealthy to let that one in. If you, if you continue to dwell on that stuff, it's probably not going to get you to where you want. Right. Um, still following? Sure. Yeah. I haven't actually taught anything yet. I just told you guys to, to be who you are. <clears throat> because, because truth is, there's so many things that need to be taught, and there's so little time. Um, and, uh, and if we as people that teach in the school, or people that you walk with pastorally in discipleship, can actually get you to a point of take, bless you, taking ownership of relationship with him, the one who is grace and truth, Jesus himself. Then job's done. Yeah. And uh, because then you're learning to walk in humility, in submission to each other in relationships as well. You're not somebody that just runs ahead by himself because nobody else has seen the truth. And you'll have that challenge. I'm sure you'll be talking about this a bit more as you come closer to the end of the school, where you will have some revelation that people at home won't. And you come home, it's like, right, I'm on this crusade now to let everybody else know how wrong they are and how right I am. I've got this amazing revelation. I know how to prophesy now, guys. So just <clears throat> let me do this. It's probably not going to be helpful. And yet... So, so there is this need to be in, in mutual submission because actually, like Phil and I, we're so different in our, in our revelation of who God is, in our personalities. We're so different in our approaches to our relationship. And yet, it's the same Jesus. And there's something in Phil that constantly challenges me to look for God outside my definitions because he's hiding out there as well like ah oh, 
but, but I don't get it. Or worse, I don't like it. I really don't like it. Um, and it's this thing of just, this is why you guys are together as well, because there's something inside of you that will challenge me to look for Jesus in places I haven't looked yet. And I'm growing because of that. And vice versa. So. Ha. Amen. Good. Jesus. Hmm. Can you remember how far we went last time with the introduction to God? Did we talk about the great I am? Yeah? yeah? But Moses and the bush? I think we did. That in itself is probably still the most exciting name that God can give to himself. And the most frustrating because it is the one that is without definition. It doesn't have like these confines that we can say, all right, okay, now we know what we're talking about. Because like, I am. Yeah, yeah, but you're what? Well, I am. Yeah, but, ah, just, again, like Moses going back to knowing I'm going to have to address my childhood friend who happens to be Pharaoh now. And uh, I know exactly how he thinks because I was brought up like this. I know how he worships gods and who he thinks he is actually. He is God as well in his own eyes. And now I have to come to him and say, actually, there's a greater one. What's his name? I don't really know. But he, but he said to me that he is. <laughs> ah, just, yeah. Even Moses is like, God, are you kidding me? He's like, no, no, no. But, but guess what? I'll give you a couple of magic tricks, Moses. You know, I was like, all right, magic, magic is always cool if you want to convince somebody. So what's the magic trick? Well, put your hand in your pocket. This is, God hasn't told him what's going to happen next, yeah? This is amazing. Put your hand in your pocket. So he does. Pull out again. Leprosy. What? What kind of magic trick is this, God? Are you kidding me? This, God is not like, oh, don't, don't worry. It's going to go away again. It's like, this is, this is, this, can you imagine those five seconds where Moses is like, this is not funny, God. This is, what kind of magic is this? And God's like, don't worry, put it back in. Pull out again. Healed. What? This is incredible. And I was like, okay, here's your staff. I'm like, okay, throw it on the floor. Snake, snake. And then God's like, oh, don't worry, pick it up again. Pick up the snake? Don't worry, it's going to be a staff. I'm not touching this thing. This is, we read this and we think, oh, isn't this amazing? God's confirming his name with signs and wonders. Just put yourself in Moses' shoes. None of us would be like, I'm not picking up no snake. Yeah, this is not my job. This is, I, I'm killing the snakes. I'm not picking anything up. And, 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 and your name is I am? Come on, you got to give me something better than that. It's like, no, this is it. This is the best thing. And, uh, and so throughout scripture, God just constantly comes and saves the day as the exact thing, like not just a demonstration of something, but he himself is. It's like, I am the Lord, your healer. I am your comforter. I am your breakthrough. And it's, 
it, he is. He's the great I am. It's not just a mystical name that just floats somewhere out there in outer space and it's really vague and... Uh, no, he's like, I am exactly who you need me to be today. So, there's, um, there's eternity. Yeah, God created eternity. I have no idea how that works. Because that God created time and then he created stuff outside of time. Yeah? This is, this is where eternity has a beginning, but it has no end. I, the angels, again, like they have a beginning. God was before the, God was before the beginning. Isn't that cool? <laughs> He's before the beginning. It's like, okay, but what was the, I love it. It's just like the mind boggles. It does. It's like and the heart just screams, yes, this is so good. So he's there, and the angels, like, he has not even created anything physical yet, yeah? There's just angelic happiness everywhere. And whatever you believe about Satan, the great fall, whether it's one-third, or it doesn't really matter. Um, all this is happening. And then, and then there's like, I don't know how many years have passed before God thought, you know what, let's create men in our image it's just like millions billions or or, or a day I, I don't know just something there and the angels ever since like humanity has been on this journey you can see this throughout the old testament and throughout scripture has been on this journey of discovering who they are and who god is yeah and every time they got off track god's like no no no, no i'm not like this Humanity thought God is like somebody that needs blood sacrifice of our firstborn. Because this is what everybody else does. And God's like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, no. This is not who I am. Yeah? I am like this. I'm the Lord that actually provides for you. I don't require stuff of you. I don't. And David's like, oh, you haven't required the sacrifice of ox or bulls. Otherwise, I would have given it to you. It's a broken, a contrite heart that you just like. Oh, there's revelation. You know, there's constantly and people like, okay, but God's like this. And then God's like, um, sometimes, but actually I'm like this as well. So, oh, all right. Or, or people gone completely off track. And then Jesus came to represent the Father to them because humanity has forgotten who God is and therefore forgotten who they are as well because I only act as a reflection of who I think my God is. It's just... And... Uh, the hardest people, they have the hardest God. They really have a hard taskmaster. That's why for me, it's just like grace is, ah. Oh. Because I was one of those. They had a God that was a hard, hard taskmaster. And I thought I loved him and I did everything for him. But man, it was so much self-righteousness in there because I could do it and you should just try a little bit more and then you could be as holy as me. Um, and so much fear of messing up. And what if, and what if, and what if. So all throughout the ages, God is revealing more and more of himself. He's like a diamond that just gets turned and turned. And you see more facets of light breaking through the diamond. It's like, oh, he's like this. This is incredible. Yeah, and then, and then there's a new, new church movement that's like, see the light break in and it's all purple. It's like, God is purple. God is purple. And yes, there's a new revelation that God is purple breaking throughout the, the earth. And then God just, just 
turns a little bit more and it's red. It's like, oh, God is red. No, he's purple. Yes, but he's red. And it's like, and then it breaks a bit more. He's the flipping rainbow. No, he's not gay. You know, so, <coughs> so, okay. Um, yeah, so he keeps revealing himself more and more and more. Because for us, there's safety and definition and boundaries. And it's a good thing as well for kids. There's safety in like, you get, you're allowed to do this, but this is just not for you yet. You know, play with your dolls, but don't drive my car. It's healthy boundaries. Um, and humanity matured and keeps on maturing. That's what Jesus says. Guys, I've got so much more to tell you, but I've run out of time. But I will leave the spirit of truth with you, the comforter that will lead you into all truth about me. He, like if Jesus is the truth and if Holy Spirit will lead us into all truth, it just means that we haven't seen the fullness of Jesus yet. Mm. Full stop. Yeah. But there was the angelic realm that saw God for who he really is constantly. They didn't struggle with sin. Yeah. They, they weren't blinded and saw God as different. It's like, ah, oh, maybe he does hate the humans. Maybe he does. Um, uh. No, they worshipped him constantly. Every day, every night. Yeah. I, I don't know how many, but we definitely know of 24 elders that sit around him. And they got their own thrones. It's pretty cool. Yeah. We, we know of at least four living beings, a couple of wheels, within wheels, and myriads of other angels. We know at least two names of angels, you know, and there might be even Bob and Jimmy as well. I don't know, but there's <laughs> definitely Michael and Gabriel. Um, and we'll see who Mr. Three was, if there were I mean, all of this. And yet, they've been worshipping him from the beginning, not before the beginning, yeah, but from the beginning, and they still don't get him. This is, this is what's happening. There's here 24 elders, yeah, and they're sitting, and the, the, it's both. He's the Ancient of Days that sits on the throne, but actually he looks like a lamb that was slain. That's incredible. I love this. And, and the revelation of who God is hits them. And the only thing they can do, this is what, worship, what I talked about before. Worship is being, is birth, is a reaction of revelation of God. It hits them and they fall to their faces. They throw their crowns on the floor, <laughs> bow down. And the only thing they can say is, holy, holy, holy. So they're just like, they're there. It's just like, ah, holy, holy, holy. And then, and then, and oh, oof, I think... I think I kind of worked through that revelation. Have you? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All 24 elders checking it out. We're, <laughs> well, we're good again. Grabbing their throne, get, grabbing their crowns, putting them back on their heads, sitting back on their throne. Bam! Another revelation of who he is. Throwing their crowns and holy, holy, holy. It's like, I did not see that coming. Yeah, I was just like, five minutes later, an hour later, it's like, flipping heck, he's that, he's that good. He's, he is holy! And it's just, it's just, this has been happening. For their abs must be incredible. This is about, it's like, but they've been doing this forever. And they will be doing this forever. He is that big that it will take eternity to get to know him. How dare we define him 
by our finite view, our speck of encountering him. That's why this is the beauty of it. It's just like we have this privilege of being able to access people that have gone before us. Their encounter with him, their revelation of who he is, like, oh, this is so good. I get to build up, I get to draw from this and build upon this. But I need to have my own revelation as well. He is the great I am. And for us to define God too closely is really dangerous. But I'm not one that just loves breaking things apart and just leaving them. It's like, oh, now we've got all nothing, yeah? But at least we don't have idols anymore. That's, that's not, Jesus didn't come to abolish a wrong picture of God and then said, right, I'm off. He's like, no, 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 look at me. Look at me. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. And in looking at me, your wrong idols, your wrong perceptions of God, they will be abolished. They will be destroyed. But look at me. I'm building something new. Behold, all things have been made new. This is it. He is in the building business. He's not just a bulldozer that just destroys stuff. But he's like, I'm constantly building this is, I'm building you. I'm, I'm, I'm needing, I, I, I grow maturity inside of you. But this is, this is who my God is. He cannot be defined. And yet, I need to attempt to grasp him. And he is that kind that he, he shrinks himself to my level. Yeah, at times where I can just, I can have this face-to-face, eye-to-eye, nose-to-nose. Oh, I've just been to a great conference, by the way. Andy, I need your help. And the Samo- there was the Samoans there. You know, they're like guys from like Haiti and, and New Zealand, and we're doing the... They're big. These guys are big. Like, not kidding. Twice, three times as big as me. And doing all these amazing dances, worshiping God. But one way they greet each other is they actually go nose to nose. Yeah. And now my breath, even though I have coffee breath, I'm sorry. Me too. Okay, it's great. <laughs> yeah. We're sharing life right now with each other. This is like we're greeting each other. Like you're close to me. You're just like my breath is your breath and your breath is my breath. And this is, this is intimate. Yeah? Yeah. This is what they do. Like when they greet each other, this is who Jesus is. He's like, come here, come here, because uh, <laughs> don't do it in the morning with with morning breath. <laughs> but Jesus is just like, guys, you and me, we've got the same dad. Do you know that? And come, and and he is the firstborn. He always will be. He's not just another human being. He's not, he's not just something, but he is the door. He is the way. And even though he is the name above all names, he is the one that constantly leads to dad. He's like, guys, when you see me, you see my dad. I know he's indescribable. And yet, look at me. It's like, and then he comes. And he's like, he's, he's this massive God. They're angels. They're a lot cleverer than you. They have a lot more spiritual revelation than you. They have utterly failed to grasp the greatness of who he is. 
and they they worshiping and worshiping and revelation after revelation hits them but you and me we get to have relationship and this is it you i'm a husband that is married to a woman that i think i understand until she does something that i'm like flipping egg i <laughs> why why and uh and yet i know this is her without a doubt this is her and and so this thing of of you need to understand in order to have relationship or we just need to grasp certain ideas about god there may be some aspect of truth to that but jesus came he didn't throw a book down from heaven he came as a human being in order to be in relationship with other human beings and say look this is what i'm all about i am meeting you face to face nose to nose yeah and we're going to share life together this is my god when he says i am it's like it's it's this moment like most of the time when we need him we're in a place of need nobody likes everybody likes um testimonies of deliverance nobody likes needing to be delivered yeah that's but they go hand in hand yeah i love giving testimony i had no money didn't know where the money was going to come from and then praise the lord but while i'm in the place of i have no money i hate it yeah cuz i'm not like ooh this is going to be exciting i wonder what my provider is going to do i'm just like ah god where are you yeah that kind of thing and he's there he's not just and that's that's our problem we think god where are you you're somewhere out there you're the you're the you know the the invisible mist in the in the universe somewhere holy spirit is like i don't know playing hide and seek with jesus behind jupiter it's just like where are you and and you miss you're forgetting about me down here and he's like no I am. I am. Like I'm the one that grabs your head. Like puts my nose on your nose. Says I'm right there with you. I'm I'm right there with you. I am everything that you need me to be today. And not just like a companion that somehow so you can make it through the day, but it's like the very thing that is needed to change this situation. This is what I am. Thank you for listening to the Destiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.